Chapter One of The Bobbsey Twins at Snow Lodge. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Bobbsey Twins at Snow Lodge by Laura Lee Hope. Chapter One The Runaways. Will Snap pull us, do you think, Freddie? asked little Flossie Bobbsey as she anxiously looked at her small brother who was fastening a big shaggy dog to his sled by means of a homemade harness. Do you think he'll give us a good ride? Sure he will, Flossie, answered Freddie with an air of wisdom. I explained it all to him, and I've tried him a little bit. He pulled fine, and you won't be much heavier. I'll have the harness all fixed in a minute, and then we'll have a grand ride. Do you think Snap will be strong enough to pull both of us? asked the little girl. Of course he will, exclaimed Freddie firmly. He's as good as an Esquimaux dog, and we saw some pictures of them pulling sleds bigger than ours. That's so, admitted Flossie. Well, hurry up, please, Freddie, because I'm cold standing here, and I want to get under the blankets on the sled and have a nice ride. I'll hurry all right, Flossie. You go up there by Snap's head and pat him. Then he'll stand stiller, and I can fix the harness on him quicker. Flossie, with a shake of her light curls and a stamp of her little feet to rid them of the snow from the drift in which she had been standing, went closer to the fine-looking and intelligent dog, who did not seem to mind being all tied up with ropes and leather straps to Freddy's sled. "'Good old Snap!' exclaimed Flossie, patting his head. You're going to give Freddie and me a fine ride, aren't you, old fellow? Snap barked and wagged his tail violently. Hey, stop that, cried Freddie. He's flopping his tail right in my face, the little boy added. I can't see to fasten this strap. Hold his tail, Flossie. Snap, hearing the voice of his young master, one of his two masters, by the way, wagged his tail harder than ever. Freddie made a grab for it, but missed. Flossie, seeing this, laughed, and Snap, thinking it was a great joke, leaped about and barked with delight. He sprang out of the harness, which was only partly fastened on, and began leaping about in the snow. Finally he stood up on his hind legs and marched about, for Snap was a trick dog and had once belonged to a circus. "'There now, look at that!' cried Freddy. "'He spoiled everything. We'll never get him hitched up now.' "'It—' "'It wasn't my fault,' said Flossie, a tear or two coming into her eyes. "'I know it wasn't, Flossie,' replied Freddie, speaking more quietly. "'It's always just that way with Snap when he gets excited. "'Come here,' he called to the dog, "'and let me harness you. Come here, Snap.' The dog was well enough trained so that he knew when the time for fun was over and when he had to settle down. Still wagging his tail joyously, however, Snap came up to Freddie, who started over again the work of harnessing the animal to the sled. "'I guess you'd better stand at his tail instead of at his head,' said Freddie. "'So when he wags it, you can grab it, Flossie, and hold it still. Then it won't slap me in the face, and I can see what I'm doing. Hold his tail, Flossie.' "'Then he can't wag it,' objected the little girl. "'I know he can't. I don't want him to. But it may make him angry.' "'Snap never gets mad, do you, Snap?' asked Freddy, and the dog's bark seemed to say, "'No, never!' So Flossie held the dog's tail 
while freddie put on the harness again this time he succeeded in getting it all arranged to suit him and the frisky snap was soon made fast to the sled now get on flossie called her brother and we'll see how fast snap can pull us but don't make him go too fast freddie begged the little girl for it's hard pulling in the snow no i'll let him go slow promised freddie but it won't be hard work pulling us my sled goes awfully easy anyhow freddie tucked flossie in amid the robes and rugs which the children had taken from the house near which they had started to harness the dog then freddie took his place in front of his sister holding to two reins that were fastened to the dog's head freddie had made no bit such as is used for horses and goats but he thought by making straps fast to a sort of muzzle by which he could guide snap by pulling his head to one side or the other all ready flossie called freddie when he himself was comfortable on the sled all ready she answered get up snap cried freddie and with a bark off the dog started pulling the sled and the two children after him oh he's going he's giving us a ride it's as real as anything cried flossie in delight holding fast to the sled oh freddie of course it's real said freddie bert and nan said snap wouldn't pull us but i knew he would i just wish they could see us now as if in answer to this wish a little later when the two smaller twins had turned a corner they saw coming toward them their brother and sister nan and bert also twins but four years older look look cried flossie to nan see what a nice ride we're having oh look bert exclaimed nan snap really is pulling them and she grasped her brother's arm bert was pulling his own sled and that of his twin sister yes he'll pull them a little way admitted bert as if he knew all about it and then the first thing they know snap will turn around short and tip them into a snowdrift he hasn't been trained to pull a sled no matter how many other tricks he can do i trained him myself declared freddie as he pulled on the lines to bring the dog to a stop but snap seeing nan and bert was eager to reach them to be patted and made much of so he did not obey the command given by the reins but kept on whoa there cried freddie holding back with all his little strength see i told you he wouldn't mind said bert with a laugh oh but isn't it cute exclaimed nan flapping her hands i didn't think they'd get any ride at all we'll show you we'll have a fine ride panted freddie vainly trying to make snap halt then just what bert said would happen seemed about to take place the dog leaped around and turned short to get nearer to the older bobbsey twins look out cried bert but his warning came too late over went the sled and flossie and freddie were pitched from it into a big fluffy bank of snow falling into it deeply but with no more harm to them than if they had landed on a bed of feathers oh dear cried flossie as she felt herself shooting toward the snow whoa there whoa don't you run away snap shouted freddie then his mouth was filled with snow and he could say nothing more oh bert they'll be smothered cried nan help me get them out bert was laughing and trying to defend himself against the jumping up of snap who seemed to want to hug the boy with his paws stop laughing help me ordered nan who was already trying to lift flossie from her snowy bed i can't help laughing freddie looked so funny when he went over said bert
There's no danger of smothering, though. That snow is as dry as sand. Here you go, Freddy. Give me your hand and I'll pull you out. In a few seconds, the smaller Bobbsey twins stood beside their larger brother and sister, while Snap capered about them, barking loudly and wagging his tail. Oh, he's got loose, and the harness is all broken, said Freddy, and tears of disappointment stood in his blue eyes. Never mind, said Bert. I'll help you make a better harness tomorrow, Freddy. That one wasn't strong enough for Snap anyhow. I'll fix it differently. Oh, but we were going to have such a fine ride, said Flossie, who was also ready to cry. The smaller twins were only about five years old, so it might have been expected. Well, come on and go coasting with Bert and me, said Nan, as she patted her little sister's head. We're going over on the long hill. It's fine there, and you'll have just as much fun as if you had Snap to pull you. Shall we go, Freddy? asked Flossie, who generally depended on him to start their amusements. I guess so, he answered. This harness is all busted anyhow. Sadly, he looked at the tangled strings and straps fast to the sled, where Snap had broken away from them. The harness Freddy had made with such care was all broken now. Never mind, said Bert again. I'll make you a better one tomorrow, Freddy. Come along now, and we'll have some fun. And when we get through coasting, I'll buy everybody a hot chocolate soda. Really? asked Flossie, her sorrow forgotten now. Sure thing, promised Bert. Come on then, Freddy, said his little sister. We can harness Snap up tomorrow. The useless harness was taken to the Bobbsey home, not far away, and then the four twins, the two sets of them, as it were, started for the coasting hill, Flossie and Freddie having one sled between them, and Nan and Bert each having one of their own. On the way to the hill they met many of their friends, also bound for the same place. School was just out, and the boys and girls were eager to have a good time in the snow. "'There's Charlie Mason!' exclaimed Bert, seeing a boy he knew. "'Hello, Charlie!' he called. "'Going coasting?' "'Sure. Where's the big bob?' For some time before this, Bert and Charlie had made, in partnership, a large bobsled. "'Oh, I didn't know you'd be out, or I'd have brought it,' replied Bert. "'Anyhow, I promised Nan I'd coast with her.' "'Oh, that's all right. I guess the hill will be too crowded for a bob, anyhow.' Danny Rugg was taking his over, though, for I saw him in some of his crowd hauling it from his barn a little while ago. "'Well, let him. We can get ours later. Got a new sled?' and Bert looked admiringly at the one Charlie was pulling. No, it's only my old one painted over, but it makes it look like new. We had Snap hitched up, but he broke loose, said Freddy, but we're going to have a stronger harness tomorrow. That's good, said Charlie, with a broad smile. Soon the children were on the hill. There was a large crowd of coasters there, and fun was at its height. There was merry shouting and laughter, and several spills and upsets. As Bert had said, the hill was very much crowded. I thought it would be no good for a bob, he remarked. There goes Danny Rugg now, exclaimed Charlie. He's giving orders to everyone. He'd better not give any to me, said Bert, in a quiet voice, but with determination in his tones. Oh, Bert, exclaimed Nan, please don't have any fuss, will you? Not on my part, said Bert, but if Danny Rugg thinks he can boss me, he is mistaken. It was evident that Danny liked to play master. 
he could be heard giving orders to this one and the other one to get out of the way to pull his bob around in place and then to shove it off with its load of boys and girls now though danny was a bully some of the children were friendly with him for the sake of getting a ride on his sled which was a large and expensive one bert and nan and flossie and freddie soon were coasting with their friends having a good time on the hill the two smaller twins went down together as freddie came up the long slope pulling his sled in readiness for another trip danny rugg with his bob reached the head of the slope at the same time say danny give me a ride this trip won't you begged a small boy who had no sled but who often did errands for the bully and played mean tricks for him that danny was too lazy to play himself let me go on your bob not this time sim said danny the bob is going to be filled but here you can take freddie bobbsey's sled he doesn't want it and without giving freddie time to say whether he did or not danny snatched the sled rope from him and held it out to sim watson for a moment freddie was too surprised to utter a protest and then as he realized what had happened he cried out here danny rugg you let my sled alone i do want it give it back to me ah go on said danny you've had rides enough let sim take your sled or i'll punch you and danny gave freddie a shove and held out the rope of the sled to sim stop it cried freddie i'll tell bert on you pooh think i'm afraid of your brother i can handle him with one hand tied behind my back then it's time you started in exclaimed a voice just back of danny and the bully turned suddenly to see bert standing near him danny's face flushed and then grew pale before he could make a move bert grabbed away from him the rope of freddie's sled which sim had not yet taken and passed it back to his small brother don't you try that again warned bert i will if i want to said danny meanly i'm not afraid of you maybe not said bert quietly and i'm not afraid of you either but if you take my brother's sled for some of your friends you'll have to settle with me you leave freddie alone do you hear i don't have to mind you we'll see about that go ahead freddie you and flossie coast as much as you like and if danny bothers you any more let me know danny with an uneasy laugh turned aside some of his particular chums gathered about him and one murmured why don't you fight him for a moment it looked as though there might be trouble but an instant later all thoughts of it passed for a series of girls screams came from midway down the long hill all eyes were turned in that direction and those at the top of the slope saw a team of runaway horses attached to a heavy bobsled plunging madly up the hill and right in the path of the frightened animals was nan bobbsey and one or two other girls on their sleds coasting straight for the runaways a cry of fear came from bert bobbsey as he noticed his sister's danger end of chapter one